Tonight, Texas is being sued for its new law allowing police to arrest and deport suspected migrants. The suit says that it preempts federal law and is therefore unconstitutional. Meantime, more than 12,000 migrants were apprehended on the U.S. southern border in just the last 24 hours. That is a daily record near Eagle Pass, Texas. CNN's Rosa Flores is there. Abby, what you see behind me are thousands of migrants who are waiting to be transported for immigration processing. Look over my shoulder, you'll see men, women, children. And what you're looking at right now is a federal issue. It's up to the federal government to apprehend these individuals, process them, and hold them. But Governor Greg Abbott just signed SB4. This creates a new state crime for illegal entry into the country, which means what you're looking at could be a state issue come March of 2024. Now, the ACLU has already filed a lawsuit, so this is caught in a legal battle. Governor Abbott has already said that he plans to take this legal battle all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court, but it's local communities who are very concerned because what you're looking at could end up in the hands of counties and uh, cities who don't have funds. I've talked to individuals all along the border, including the sheriff from Maverick County, where I am, and he says that his deputies are not trained in immigration law and that he doesn't have space for them in their jails. Abby? Rosa Flores, thank you for that. And for more on this, I want to bring in former Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who dealt with a surge of migrants in her city as mayor. Uh, mayor Lightfoot, thank you very much for joining us tonight. My pleasure. Now, today, as Rosa was just saying, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has signed that bill that makes entering the state of Texas illegally a state crime. Is this, in your view, a reasonable way for him to try to curb what we are seeing there on the screen, thousands of migrants pouring in from the southern border? Well, when you talk about Greg Abbott and the Texas legislature, it's hard to... Um, uh, use the word reasonable about anything that they're doing. Um, I know from my own experience, um, receiving no notice and buses, um, just dumping um, migrants who were in the, entered into the country legally. And I think that's something that people don't understand. The migrants that are coming to our, our city are um, in this country legally. Um, Greg Abbott and the Texas legislature have decided that they want to manufacture a human um, a humanitarian crisis in cities like Chicago and New York and Washington, D.C., Denver, um, L.A., um, Phoenix and other cities. Um, this uh, latest um, effort by Greg Abbott to gain relevance on a national level um, and uh, impose his will on what is uh, clearly the domain, an exclusive domain of the federal government, I don't think that it will stand. But the cynicism um, that he's exhibiting by saying, I'm going to take this all the way to my uh, friends who are the conservative activists at Supreme Court shows a level of cynicism um, that is even beneath uh, someone like him. I'm hoping, frankly, the DOJ will step in and join the ACLU in challenging um, this new law. Just putting for aside for a second what needs to be worked out in terms of the legality of this, right? Whether the state of Texas has the authority to do this. As a governor, he is dealing with actually orders of magnitude more than what cities like yours, uh, Chicago, dealt with when you were mayor and is dealing with now. Under those circumstances, do you understand why, uh, you know, 
leaders in Texas, whether you're the mayor of a border town or the governor, feels a sense of desperation by these numbers that they're seeing. Yeah, but what he's exhibiting is not a sense of de desperation. Look, there's no question whatsoever um, that there is a um, uh, immigration crisis um, that it comes to our borders every single day. I've spoken uh, with border mayors about the challenges uh, that they have faced. And we've had teams that have gone down to the border to uh, understand the magnitude of the challenge firsthand. But you don't solve that problem, number one, by usurping uh, the, the um, authority of the federal government. And you certainly don't um, solve that problem by losing sight of the humanity of these migrants, many of whom are sick and injured, um, need medical care, that get tricked into getting on buses um, with a one-way um, ticket, free option only to cities like Chicago. That is not the way you solve this problem. I think if Governor Abbott and the Texas legislature really wanted to do something to address this issue, they would work collaboratively with the federal government, and they work collaboratively with cities and states like Illinois, like Chicago. But that's not what this is about. This is about creating a humanitarian crisis, making a political statement and not a public policy statement to try to get to solutions that work to the benefit of everyone involved. I want to ask you about uh, something that we're also seeing playing out on the national level. President, former President Trump, doubling down on uh, this anti-immigrant rhetoric that, as we've pointed out and others have, really has its origins in uh, pretty authoritarian places. He today mm -hmm. suggested that mass deportations mm -hmm. of students who don't speak English should happen. Listen to what he said. They go into classes, they don't speak English, nobody knows what to do. Well, we don't have any people that even understand or know those languages, they can't teach them. They're all over the place. We have classrooms in schools which are loaded up with people that does, don't speak a word of English. And the schools are there and they have no idea what to do about it. It's a very sick situation. Your reaction? Well, first of all, there's very little truth to what he just said. And let's, again, not forget, we're talking about human beings and specifically, we're talking about children. And um, schools all over the country for decades now have had um, English classes um, and taught uh, in different languages. So schools know how to address um, these issues and challenges because they've been doing it uh, and doing it well uh, for decades now. But fundamentally, demonizing the other. You know, look, as a black woman um, whose parents grew up in the segregated South and how we were demonized simply by the color of our skin, I am very, very sensitive and aware of the kind of loaded language that is intended to blow a dog whistle, to, to generate hate um, and division. And that's what the former president um, does on a regular basis. He did it in 15 um, when he had his announcement. He did it throughout his presidency. He's doing it now because he believes that that stirs some kind of base uh, in his support. But what it does, frankly, is rings as un-American, it's, it's clearly grounded in horrible racist rhetoric um, that has been tied to some of the worst authoritarian dictators um, and human rights abusers that our, our world has ever known. We don't need that. 
here. It doesn't solve any problems. And what it does is it pushes us further apart instead of bringing us together at a time when as a country and our democracy needs it most. I completely abhor that rhetoric um, and condemn him for using that kind of loaded, awful language. Former Mayor Lori Lightfoot, you call it a dog whistle. It sounds like a bullhorn at this point with the frequency yes. with which he repeats it. Thank you for joining us tonight.